0: What is going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony, and you're listening to the Culture Check Podcast. On this episode, we're diving into The Suicide Squad, the movie that James Gunn brought back from the dead. It's out now in theaters and on HBO Max. So this episode will be filled with spoilers. So if you guys have not seen the Suicide Squad, you may want to hold off until you do, because we're going to be talking about it. (laughs) And as always, guys, take a moment, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything that we're dropping here on the Culture Jack podcast. All right. Enough said there. Let's go into this movie, man. Uh, Let me let me start this off by I have been extremely excited about The Suicide Squad 2, some people are calling it. I look at it as an independent. Uh, I don't believe that there is any ties or should be ties between the original movie that was uh, put out there and uh, what James Gunn has created. So um, the story itself is just kind of a classic Suicide Squad story to where they essentially get a bond or force a bunch of bad guys to do a good. Well, I wouldn't, I, I guess it's arguable uh, to say that they do something good. <laughs> they're doing what they're told. And uh, let's talk about the cast real quick. Before we go too far into that story, we have John Cena who plays the character Peacemaker, which is pretty, pretty darn important. Now, Peacemaker made his debut in comic books in Fightin' 5, number 40. The original Peacemaker appeared in November 1966 in the comic books. And then obviously that character grew and and, uh, became what he is today as far as the movie portrayal goes. But he's been around for quite a while. Uh, Next we have. Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn's been around a long time. The character, there's so many different renditions. She is probably the the main diva of DC as far as I'm concerned, you know, contending with Catwoman and some of the other female characters. But nonetheless, Harley Quinn and Margaret Robbie have been kind of synonymous with each other because she has been in several movies portraying Harley Quinn and she does an incredible job. Next we have, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Pete Davidson, who, <laughs> and we're we're gonna go through this story because it's kind of, I find it to be kind of funny. Um, who is Dick Hertz, and we'll just say I thought he was gonna be in it a little bit longer than he was, but we'll get back. We'll we'll get back to that. We've got Idris Elba as Bloodsport, and Bloodsport started his. His uh, career in the comic books on Superman, volume two, number four in 1987. Now, Bloodsport, if I recall correctly, I don't think it was in that first. I don't think it was in his first appearance. Maybe it was a second or third appearance. He does end up shooting Superman with a. I believe it's a kryptonite needle in which. uh, Well, we'll get back to that. So just keep that in mind. Next, we have. uh Oh. Yeah, what did I do? There we go. Um, we have Ratcatcher two, made by uh, or the actress Daniela Melchior. Now, Ratcatcher one was a comic book character, and I don't know too much about Ratcatcher two. Um, we've got Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag, which is interesting because a Joel Kinnaman did a good job in the original Suicide Squad, and here he is. In the Suicide Squad again, reprising the same role, which I thought was a that that was a good choice in my opinion. We had Michael Rooker play Savant again, a short kind of a short life. We have David uh, Das Malkin as Polkadot Man, and let's see, Polkadot Man, his character, his first appearance is in nineteen, uh, what is it? Is in a 1962 issue of Detective Comics. Abner Krill is a criminal who wears a suit peppered with multicolored pol- polka dots that he can remove and turn into useful tools or weapons. Thought you wanted to know that, or maybe you didn't know you wanted to know that, but now you do know that. Um, let's see. Alice Braga is Sol Sora. We've got uh. Flu Borg, who plays Javelin. We've got Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Storm Reed plays Bloodsport's daughter. Jai Courtney comes back also and reprises his role as Captain Boomerang. Sean Gunn plays Weasel. Uh, we've got Karen Fukuhara plays Katana. We've got Peter. Capalzi as Dr. Greaves. We have, let's see, hold on. Uh, Jennifer Holland plays Amelia Harcourt. uh Mei Ling plays Mongol. Uh, let's see. We've got Steve Agee who plays King Shark with Sylvester Stallone voicing. The character and I, I think I just hit all of the main characters. We're, we're gonna just say that I did. So those are that's kind of the stack. That's the lineup for this movie. So you got a James Gunn movie, and then you've got an assortment of some some pretty good actors, uh, as far as I'm concerned, lined up with it. So out of the gate, again, my thought is and was like holy shit, we're this is gonna be another great movie. Uh, This is also going to help D.C. uh, continue to gain some footing. I mean, so they've had, I will say that they have had a difficult go at trying to blow up their movies. Um, However, now we're starting to get some more that that for all intents and purposes, I believe is going to help as long as they continue building these lines and they have. Um, some continuity and everything. I mean, Zack Snyder came back with the Justice League like a boss and helped the DCU, in my opinion, with that. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker and uh, Robert De Niro's in that as well. Another, that, that movie killed. It did an incredible job. Uh, we've got the new Batman coming. And then, of course, this movie, Suicide Squad. So back to the movie. The story, <clears throat> I'm just going to get that out of the way up front. It is, as I mentioned earlier, the, it's pretty much the same story, big picture wise, as the previous movie, and as many Suicide Squad stories have been told, to where, you guys went out of jail early, we're, gonna, we're going to inject the back of your head with an explosive device, and you must complete the mission. And if you do, we'll knock some years off, or let you free, or what have you. If you don't, um, I'm, I'm going to guess that some of the characters, if they didn't want to, then they would have just said, screw it. Some of them that they forced into, like they do with Bloodsport in the show, or like they highlight with Bloodsport in the movie, they will find alternative motives to get you to accept the mission anyway. So <laughs> that's just, that's just how it is. And now you've got bad, ultimately bad guys that are going to work for the government in some sense to do a mission. And now, again, I'm hesitant because I, I want to say that they were doing a mission to help mankind. I'm going to say that's not the point of this movie. <laughs> it turns into helping people, but that's not what the intent was. So that's that's pretty much the story in a nutshell Obviously, it it goes array, you know, it it strays off the path and a bunch of stuff happens. So let's talk through, let's talk through it a little bit. Uh, We, the movie kicks off with a attack on a beach, this Normandy style siege on the beach with these characters. Uh, You don't, you don't, you don't get a lot of introduction up front. I mean, you get you get a little bit of Rick Flagg and he's got his team, which is actually pretty cool on how James Gunn did this, in my opinion. You get the Rick Flagg character who's like, I'm going to lead this team. Let's go. And I didn't choose you guys. And, you know, he from what uh, from what you're exposed to up front is Rick Flagg, Joel Kinnaman um, getting prep for a mission with these characters. And it's pretty fast. You've got Savant, the Michael Roka character. You've got Dick Hertz, the uh, Pete Davidson character, Margaret Robbie. So you got Harley Quinn. You have, who else did you have? You had the, uh, the weasel, you had um, Javelin, you had Captain Boomerang. You had, who else was on his team? Uh, Mongol was on his team And, and others, right? And they're sieging this beach. And it, it, it it's a pretty cool actually, they jump out of a plane and then they siege the beach. And it's pretty funny, but he gets on the beach and they're like, okay, well, okay. And then of course, Pete Davidson, his character, jumps over the the mound of dirt they were, they, they kind of sieged up against in preparation to uh advance, starts yelling and hollering, I gave him up, I gave. I'm the one that called you and told you they're all here. Let's do blah, 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 which of course chaos breaks out, hell breaks out and a bunch of, a bunch of stuff happens. We'll just say for the sake of time and uh, details that all of those people, plus a couple that I'm sure I forgot, like the, uh, the detachable man. I think I forgot. On there too. Um, we'll just say that a epic fight scene breaks out, all pandemonium breaks out, and Harley Quinn makes it, and uh, Joel Kinneman makes it, and I think that was, was that it? Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it out of that thing. Uh, everybody else attempts to, to fight and, and does whatever with the exception of Savant. Savant tries to flee the scene, gets warned, his head explodes. And then we go into the sequences. Now, I'm not going to pair these up throughout the, the life of me talking about this because I'm going to glaze over a lot of things. Because, again, if you haven't seen this and you're listening, you just want kind of uh, more insight into it. Great. If you've seen it, you know the detail. You know what James Gunn and how he's told the story. Anyway, so that siege happens and whatnot. And then you get a glimpse of a different team on a different side of the island coming in and that is where you're briefly introduced to Bloodsport King Shark Polka, Poca dot man and I know I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting oh and Ratcatcher 2 and then we do the whole rewind 3 days before I believe I believe it was 3 days before uh then you get introduced to Idris Elba's Bloodsport in which there's some joking and some what not going on and uh his story is very briefly told in which you get told ultimately he's in jail because he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet and sent him into the ICU, which I thought was funny. You get it introduced uh, to King shark. You get introduced to rat catcher. You get introduced to just all of these characters, right? Bam, bam, bam in this prison. And then ultimately, as mentioned earlier, Bloodsport gets kind of, uh, pushed into, uh, Helping because his daughter got in trouble and they will ultimately. uh She'll end up paying the ultimate consequences as far as prison goes and the penal system, if he does not agree to help. And so good enough catalyst, the team gets back together and then <clears throat> uh, let's see. And then they get, Oh, and then you also start learning about the mission, which essentially what they're told is, we want you to siege and blow up this tower in, in Johannesburg or, or whatever it's called. and Same location, um, and then it's the same location on this island as the other team was at, but there was pretty much two different missions going on in each of those teams, the Joel Kinnaman-Rick Flagg team. Wasn't aware of the King Shark and uh, Idris Elba team and, and vice versa. Oh, I also forgot. Peacemaker was there too. So all of these guys, <clears throat> you get the, the team sequence stuff going on. Um, they they start their mission. Now their mission was, like I said, to go get this, uh, to go siege the tower. And now... Um. With Joel Kinnaman's character Rick Flag being out, Margaret Robbie being out, they have to take a hard left and try to go recover. Uh, Rick Flag is is where the goal changed, and it's in a jungle setting with a city that they're heading toward and whatnot. You know, at this point, this isn't very far into the movie. I think it's like twenty minutes in, probably twenty minutes in. The dialogue in this movie is fucking hilarious. There is a bunch of funny comments made one example was when the first team was uh sieging the beach Uh, harley quinn and joe kinnaman are tucked against a rock while they're under fire and the detachable man unhooks his arms and essentially goes and slaps a couple of the soldiers and as his arms unattach and go harley quinn and and uh rick flag are sitting there Kind of perplexed. They both have this perplexed look on their faces. Harley Quinn's, what the fuck is that? And Rick Flagg's reply, I didn't pick the team. <laughs> Anyways, there, there, there's a lot of this like funny, quirky dialogue between characters and talking about the situation that is, that adds that James Gunn beat to the movie. I mean, again, you know, I mean, if you're not familiar, James Gunn is the guy that brought you Guardians of the Galaxy. So he just is so damn good at these team movies, these superhero team movies. Anyways, the dialogue between Peacemaker and, and, uh, blood sport like this contending, you know, I'm better than you kind of thing goes through and it, and it is put on display excellently through this movie. The first big example is as they're going to recover, uh, Rick flag, who they believe is a POW at this point there, they go into this village and they just start wrecking. I mean, they, they murdered 50 people and it was a, it was like a, a contest between the two. It was them displaying their abilities and skills. And of course, King shark was doing some stuff and whatnot on the side too, but it was just this kind of funny sequence of all of these different types of ways to kill people. Um, between Peacemaker and Bloodsport and they arrive at the destination, the POW or what they believe is the POW holding area to find Rick flag sitting there drinking tea with um the, what they believe is the lead, which is Sol Sora. Uh, and they're like, Hey, are you drinking tea? And it's like, yeah, these are the, these are the rebel fighters. They're on our side. They're, they're here. They saved me in the woods and it's, there's another funny sequence because she's like, "Hey, why didn't my people notify me that you guys arrived?" And you could see they're looking at you like, "Oh shit, we just killed them." It was, it was just a great. Like, "Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. They, uh, they must be taking a break or something. We didn't see anybody." And it, it, it's a funny, uh, a funny sequence. Anyways, now within the story, uh, again, there's there's a lot of things that go between uh, the characters. There was a scene before that that uh, King Shark was trying to eat Ratcatcher, and there's a sequence of uh, friendships. So you get this, uh, you start building out the character a little bit, right? So King Shark's like, I've never had friends. And they come to an agreement that you don't eat friends, and so forth and so on. You also learn, um, or you start to learn about Polka Dot Man, who has polka dots, Uh, kind of protruding from his skin and continue to grow. And you're not sure what's going on. You see him go into the woods and what what looks to be vomit them out. And then he looks normal again. And his story starts to unfold as well, which ultimately turns into his mom was testing on him and his brothers and sisters. And they, she wanted to make them superheroes, which I thought that some of these little um sections or or pieces of the movie um were great because you you don't have to have a full movie on polka dot man or really any of these characters, but you do need to at minimum clearly explain pieces of it so you kind of understand. And they did a really good job clearly explaining polka dot man. And you know, again, his mom tested on them and did a bunch of shit to him because she wanted to have kids that had super abilities and superpowers. And Now he has some kind of, uh, I can't remember, universe disease or some shit, something that wasn't earthly, and he has to vomit out the polka dots twice a day, or they'll eat him from the inside out, so pretty interesting, right? Anyways, so the story is quite progressive. There's a lot of, again, there's a lot of funny lines, guys. I mean, this movie is well worth watching. Um, maybe even twice or or three times. I'm going to rewatch it again. Um, not tomorrow, but here in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure I will. When I, when I want to, and I want to get some, uh, a little bit of comedy, you know, and I want to rehash the story again. So anyways, <clears throat> now they got Rick Flagg back and the, uh, the rebel fighters are going to help them, uh, to some, de- to some degree. Now they're on their way to go find Harley Quinn at this time, Harley Quinn. There's a, uh, <clears throat> kind of a sequence there of Harley Quinn being in a pit and then being transported and dressed up and, and put makeup on, uh, to the stand. I believe he's the standing president of the Island And uh, there's some romantic sequences um, and and some whatnot there. And ultimately, the point ends with him talking about what they can do and blah, blah, blah. And then she shoots him and says, yeah, but you kill kids. I don't like people that kill kids. I told myself if I got another boyfriend that I just would not put up with. And she ultimately kills him, leaves to find... uh, and this another funny sequence shows she leaves. She's getting in the cab. She's in the cab, and then she sees Rick Flag and Bloodsport running across the street. And then those guys are starting to climb up the wall, and there's all this stuff going on because they were going to get her. And then all of a sudden, she walks up, and she's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, Jesus!" Oh, and long story short, they get Harley Quinn on board now. It's time to um, gear up and try to get at that tower. And at this point, a lot of stuff's unfolding. The army knows that they're there. We did get some backstory at this point, which ultimately shows or explains real briefly that uh, Starro, who is being held in this tower, and... uh, yeah, who's been held in the tower was ultimately discovered by the U.S. astronauts while they were in space. They saw the starfish floating around with an eyeball on it. They brought him in the ship. He released. He releases these small starfish with eyeballs on it, and those attention, uh, attention, uh, attentionally. I don't know why those hook to your face and essentially are mind controlled. With you not I don't believe you can live after one's been attached to you. I don't believe I didn't see any <laughs> any evidence that you could. But essentially, uh Peter Cabelli's uh character, Dr. Greaves, who has these circuit-looking things sticking out of his head, he's been working on this project for over 30 years. And and you start kind of building and understanding this. And they are trying to create a weapon of it. There in that tower. And so the suicide squad team is like, okay, so how are we going to infiltrate this? How are we going to get into the tower? Cause that's where we have to go. That's where the mission is. And they're like, okay, well, let's try to find this uh, Dr. Greaves. Um, we're going to have to put on uniforms and blah, 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 or not uniforms disguises. And there's a shitload of funny sequences and discussions about this. And then they arrive, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of cruise through some of this. They arrive, um, and part of them are quasi-caught, and there's a big skirmish, a bunch of shit happens. And uh, from that, we'll just say, they authorities know that they're there and they're searching for them. They, are, they now have access and are starting to get more dialogue uh, about what potentially is in this. And they prep again, and then we'll just say that they arrive there. Once they arrive there, uh, there's a lot again. So many great, funny, funny sequences paired up with action sequences, paired up with um, some story development pieces. And when you add those together, I mean, that's what James Gunn does with these team, uh, these these team superhero movies so fucking well. He just does. He executes it, and it just creates this chemistry. Um, that no not all the characters like each other but there's serious moments there's funny moments there's sad moments and there's just everything in between but he keeps uh, from my observation and my opinion of it I mean like he just keeps the movie going and when you have all those elements with it it creates a fun time and at this point you know, I was like, "Damn, man! They really got this movie going. Uh, the actors and actresses are killing it. The story, James Gunn, is just very progressive." And so, we're at the tower. Their plan is to let's blow this thing up. We got to plant C four everywhere, and uh, there you go. So, long story short, that's what they start doing. <clears throat> uh, and then they're. I mean, make sure I'm not fucking this. Uh, yeah, so that's what they're doing. I just want to make sure that I'm, I, I had to think there for a second on what led to what sequence. So they start planning the explosives, the army showing up, and then there is <clears throat> some internal sequences within the building where there's some fights, some shit happens. Um, and Milton gets killed, just so you know, guys. And that was probably the roughest, uh, the the one time I had about the the, the roughest time is when Milton died. Anyways, there's a really funny sequence about that, and you guys saw it. Hopefully, uh, the Milton situation with polka dot, uh, polka dot man, and Harley Quinn, and and uh, I think Bloodsport was at him at the time, with him at the time, and that's going on. And then we have Rick Flag and Peacemaker; they start getting into it. And then King Shark goes up to the, uh, I believe it's the upper aquarium, is where King Shark was at, and which is also a funny sequence. So you got like these three layer story being told with these different characters throughout, um, and which each kind of has a, uh, has a moment there. Uh, most importantly within that sequence of sequence of events is Milton got killed peacemaker and, uh, Rick flag end up getting into it over. And this is where the story starts to uh, unfold a bit more. Um, Rick flag is in the control room. He goes and finds a hard drive, which a hard drive was conveniently placed, which was kind of shoddy. I will say that it was just like a hard drive sitting on an old school hard drive, just sitting on the ground or sitting down in this uh, thing. He grabs it. And just so everybody knows a hard drive could not have taken the abuse of like a hard drive. Like that could not have taken the abuse that that thing sees throughout the remainder of the movie. Anyways, those two get in it because the peacemakers like, Hey, my mission is to make sure that that data never gets out that information, which the information that doesn't need that they don't want to get out is fully discovered at the moment, which is the United States involvement in this project. Okay. And, and while there are huge ramifications, if that gets out and so forth and so on, they get into a skirmish. Uh, long story short, Peacemaker kills break by shoving a piece of I'm, I'm I'm thinking it was like ceramic or porcelain from a broken uh, toilet fixture or or one of the tub or maybe it was a tile piece uh fucking punches it into his heart and uh it's funny because it's his his last words to uh peacemaker, peacemaker fucking joke which was awesome I, I loved it anyway so that happens we've got uh, that going on, and then a big event happens in that aquarium where King Sh- King Shark, it's so funny, he's fucking around in the aquarium. Ultimately, the glass gets broken. We'll just say that. And it floods the fucking building. King Shark ends up down there with them. He's getting bit by these what were cute-looking creatures what become some, like, nasty fucking tremor-looking things. And uh, essentially, the from that breaking it it just starts ripping apart the building and uh pandemonium that's that's really where the pandemonium begins with just all this shit happening uh from that you know i'm going to kind of kind of speed it up here because i feel like i'm over explaining it from that point ultimately it shifts to where there's a lot of uh in character character to character dialogue we haven't really been faced with starro at this point which as i'm watching i'm like this is fucking smart so the care the characters these bad guys with these explosives built in their head are essentially fighting each other within the fucking building before they even fight a bad guy at all or or like the the big enemy and that is the biggest in my opinion one of the biggest fights of the movie is this and i'm like this is fucking that's pretty cool how they did this anyways the building's getting ripped apart water's fucking pouring everywhere peacemaker just killed rick now Ratcatcher 2 tries to grab the HD, the hard drive. He's She's going to get killed. The fucking building's falling apart. We got Bloodsport almost falling off. Harley Quinn saves him. He starts falling. All this shit, all of the sequential stuff is happening. Polka Dot Man. So who's left? What? Polka Dot Man, um, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Ratcatcher 2, Peacemaker, and King Shark. And I could be wrong. That, so you get... Those guys are what's left. Now, Peacemaker is about to shoot uh, Ratcatcher 2 in the face because she has a hard drive and she's contesting. Rick just wanted to do what was right and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm telling you that. Give me the hard drive. She gave me the hard drive. Just don't kill me. Just to come. Well, no, I've got to kill you because I don't want to leave any evidence and I'm a thorough mercenary. And so, and so it's which is also kind of funny. Um, it's also kind of douchey and which is the way he's supposed to be playing his character. Super funny, kind of dramatic, super superhero style event. And I think that's what the goal was with James Gunn. It's this like quirky thing happens to where Bloodsport falls after the the top of this building breaks off and dot Man's OK and Harley Quinn's OK. But Bloodsport's not because he fell into the, the center there and his tether broke. And he keeps falling, and he, it's like this funny sequence of him falling and landing and then falling to the next floor and falling to the next floor or falling to the next floor and blah, blah, blah. It just keeps going. Does the 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 classic Superman kind of pose where his hands down and he's he's falling or whatnot. Ends up facing the Peacemaker. And now again, there's this building contention between these two about their performance on how they're who's better and whatnot. And then he arrives with, Bloodsport arrives with Peacemaker pointing a gun at Ratcatcher 2. And then, of course, you know, I mean, you know what's going to happen, right? I mean, fuck. Bloodsport's not going to take the shit. Peacemaker, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, they have one hell of a little, a little bit of a fight there, which was great. Uh, rat catchers help in all, all, all of this shit breaks out. And ultimately, ultimately there's a funny sequence that ends it. Well, actually it was a pretty short fight. I should say guns were pulled and uh, blood sports bullet went through, <laughs> went through peacemakers, fucking shoots him in the neck. He falls down, fucking pouring blood everywhere. And uh, that's pretty much it. And then the building continues to collapse Ratcatcher. Dot man, King Shark, um Harley Quinn, Bloodsport end up managing to get their to get out of the building as this building keeps collapsing. Peacemaker doesn't. And then it's time to finally fight Starro. Now I'm going to I'm going to rip through the Starro thing pretty quick. Uh the ultimately the gist of it is the building collapses, the military's out front, they're backing off because the building is continuing to to fall apart. Starro busts out of there, which is, again, a giant fucking starfish. Every time that he, that this creature sends out these mini starfishes to attach to people's faces, it grows bigger. <clears throat> Anyways, they do that. They don't know what the fuck's going on. A lot of these people are knocked down, and then they're picked back up, and there is mind control between Starro, the big starfish, and the little starfishes, and one of the creatures tells them, this town is mine. And then it starts fucking wreaking havoc. It's growing bigger. They're not sure what to do. They start fighting. They're going to run away. And then there's this sequence. Uh, ultimately, that challenges the agenda. And that is we can't leave these people here to die. We can't just leave. Um, even though they were told you guys completed the mission, get the fuck out of there. Uh, and if not, then I'm going to blow your heads up and hit the button. And so... um. There it is. That's that's the the situation. And so internally, you go into the uh, comms, da- the comms center, the, the the group that was helping them from afar. And there's a dialogue and a situation against Viola Davis's character, to where she gets knocked unconscious, and they're like, "Go, oh, we're going to help you. You got to save the town. We're not going to let her blow your heads up." And then again. Big fight. A lot of cool stuff happens. Um, you know, Polka Dot Man has to uh, get pissed off to do something. And the way he does that is by think of your mom because he hates his mom. And he does. He has a pretty big. He, he actually did some pretty big damage to the Starro but blasting his leg with the star or with the Polka Dots. And a funny sequence there because he's like, I'm finally a superhero. And then he gets stepped on. And that was it. So then we're down to King Shark, who you find out is damn near indestructible, which is cool. Like I'm glad that he wasn't just like a passive bam, he just gets killed. Because he didn't do a lot. He has some funny dialogue. He's the muscle. Um, but yeah, he's also apparently indestructible. Who in which I forgot to talk about. He came in and uh I believe it was a Superboy comic book. I forgot to do that one. Sorry. Anyways. They end up killing the the starfish. Uh, The rat catcher, too, finally does some epic shit. Because she did a little bit of stuff. But at this point, you're like, fuck, they don't, you know, I mean, Bloodsport's trying to shoot him. King Church trying to bite him. Uh, Polka Dot Man blew a part of his leg off. And then she finally fucking brings in, this city isn't yours. Because that's what he keeps saying. This is my city. This city is theirs. And all these fucking rats come out. And it's fucking crazy. Harley Quinn fucking javelins him in the eye and there's a sequence of Harley Quinn inside of Starro's eyeball with fucking rats climbing around which is crazy anyways long story short bam that happens after that sequ- sequence of events happens to kill the Starro uh he essentially tells he being Bloodsport tells Viola Davis's character hey listen we've got the footage it's in a secure location and if you don't let us all free and leave us the fuck alone. uh, Us and our families, the footage will get out that the America is the one that, you know, brought this thing in and we've been investing in this and blah, blah, blah. And that pretty much, I mean, for the most part, that pretty much wraps up the movie. At this point, I'm like, dude, this is a great movie. It's a funny movie, well put together story. Um, Characters were great. I like how uh very shotgun effect out of the gate. James Gunn did great on that. All these characters sieging the beach to do this thing that you're not sure of. And almost all of them die immediately, which is crazy. Like, which is awesome though. I mean, that's what James Gunn does. He has a, he adds that, uh, he's got a certain flair and he also has the ability to kind of excite you and whatnot. And, uh, to lose Michael Rooker and Pete Davidson and some of the other characters right out of the gate was like, holy shit. Um, but now being at the end of the movie, I was like, you know, this is a great movie. This to me and I, uh, uh, is James Gunn got to do whatever he wanted to do with what characters he wanted. And he got to tell his or tell a story within the world of the Suicide Squad. And while, yes, it's rated R for many reasons, um, it definitely warrants it. And I feel uh, as though... <clears throat> Had this been PG-13 or had this been what it could only be PG-13 or R, um, it definitely wouldn't have been as successful. Why? Because there has to be some of the dialogue. There had to be some of the goofiness. There had You had to see King Shark eat a fucking guy twice or three times. You had to see this, that, and the other uh, because that is the character. And if you remove that, then you're removing essentially characteristics that build that character excuse me, that build that character. And that's not good. So highly fucking enjoyable movie, right? Um, End sequence, of course it's end credits is we'll just rip through. It is essentially Peacemaker still alive. And as most of you may or may not know, James Gunn has created a HBO mini series with John Cena with Peacemaker. That's all the, that's all we know right now. That's also coming. Which leads me to believe that we're going to get the continuum from this point for, you know, however many episodes, probably six episodes or five episodes telling, you know, what, what is Peacemaker going to do now, whether it's hunt, uh, you know, I would be, I would be uh, easily convinced that he's going to hunt Bloodsport, but it could be doing whatever. I mean, the dude's got his own agenda as long as he believes, you know, I'm the Peacemaker at any cost, he will make peace doesn't matter if he kills 10 people, if he believes that that's the right route. So super stoked for that, guys. Super stoked for that. And again, highly enjoyable movie, man. I mean, well worth it. Um, I'm so glad James Gunn got the opportunity to do this during his absence <laughs> from Disney+. I'm super excited that Idris Elba played Bloodsport. I hope he reprises the role at some point. I don't know if he will. Uh, John Cena did an incredible job. Margaret Robbie did an incredible job. Joel Kinnaman did an incredible job. Uh, you know, awesome. Awesome. So now we're left with the Peacemaker show that's going to come out, which I I'm excited for without knowing anything. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Uh, and yeah, that's it guys. That's, that is it. Um, And that's, that's what I got. So Drop a comment What did you guys think of the Suicide Squad I just pretty much retold the whole fucking story So if you didn't see it, maybe you don't have to now I'm joking, I'm joking um, I watched it on HBO Max In the comforts of my own home um, I did end up watching it already One and a half times And uh, like I said This this is rewatchable Which is an important thing about some of these movies To where it's like, while Some of these may be good and funny And, and uh, this, that, and the other uh, in the same in the same regards it's like where's the continuity is this a one shot and what goes beyond it and that would be my main concern with such a great story and great characters in this case to where you got Peacemaker we know he's doing a show you got Idris Elba's Bloodsport which I think could do a show or a fucking movie I mean have Bloodsport go after Superman that in itself would be a badass movie you know Idris Elba Bloodsport going after henry cavill superman while dwayne the rock johnson's character is going after shazam in the dceu that we all want probably won't happen but we can get excited can't we <laughs> that's it guys thank you so much for tuning in to on this episode as always if you guys listen to the episode this far take a moment and uh, hit the subscribe button we really do appreciate it we got to. A- ton of content coming out every single week. You don't want to miss it. Hit that and we'll catch up with you in the next episode.